Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Two is buried. That was Sauce Gardner coming in hot. Garrett Wilson, here he goes. Goodbye and hello end zone. Van Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess, Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to answer your mailbag questions. So to do that, we bring in the queen, Queen Kayla Pace, who, of course, does the great Pace's Playbook videos over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. She is also the digital media manager for the Connecticut Sun. She's in the middle of a lot of work right now. I would have thought that the WNBA offseason would be a time when you can relax, but apparently not, right, Kayla? No, there's no time off for social media managers. There's no such thing as a day where you're not posting or thinking about the next thing you're going to post. Same thing with podcasters. No time off. You always have to have fresh material because people want to hear about the Jets, especially when they're playing so well. This is the most excited the fan base has been probably since 2015 or at the very least that period of time when Sam Darnold looked like he might actually be good. Of course, it all went off the rails from there. But it's been a while since Jets fans have been this happy about what they're seeing on the field. So let's answer some questions here. First one comes in from Michael Christopher. He asks, how do the Jets get Elijah Moore more involved in games? He's too good not to be a part of the offense. What would make you convinced that Zach Wilson is the answer at quarterback and has taken that second year leap? So two questions there. The first one involves... That's right. I can't do math right now, Kayla. I was told there would not be math on this exam. 
The first part of this question involves Elijah Moore, and I think Elijah Moore may be due for a breakout this coming Sunday when the Jets take on the Green Bay Packers because the Packers' defense has been struggling mightily, and I think that the Jets are going to understand that with all the attention on Brees Hall and with what we saw from Garrett Wilson a couple of weeks ago, it could open things up for Elijah Moore. I think that if you go to prizepicks.com and pick players with their player projections in their daily fantasy matchups, Elijah Moore should be at the top of your list because his projection is going to be reasonable. And yet, like I said, I think based on the circumstances, he could really produce for you. It's very easy to play at prizepicks.com. I do it every week. You pick two to five players, and if they do better or worse than their player projection, you can win up to 10 times the amount of money you put in. You don't play against anybody else. It's just against the player projections. You can play any sport you want. So football, whether that's pro or college, basketball, NBA or college, MLB, NHL, whatever it is, PrizePix has it. Very easy to play. Use the promo code PLAJ when you go over there, and you can get 100% match on your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks. You put in 50 bucks, they'll give you 50 bucks. All you have to do is go over to PrizePicks.com and use the promo code PLAJ on your first deposit. And when it comes to Elijah Moore, Kayla. I think that what they really need to do is start giving him design touches. Luke Grant has talked a lot about this. I think whether it's screens, whether it's reverses, whatever it is, you've got to get the ball in his hands and get him more involved because so far it's been a lot more Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson, even really Tyler Conklin, than it has been Elijah Moore. And he's just too talented to not find a way to get him more involved. As far as Zach Wilson, what would make me convinced? Really what I'm looking for is is to see what we've seen the last two weeks on a grander scale. So what we saw in his first game of the season against the Steelers was a quarterback who, even though he wasn't great the first three quarters, hung in there and in the fourth quarter stepped up and made big money throws over and over again, even though he was in bad positions, a lot of times third and longs, second and longs, penalties, whatever it was, he found a way to get it done when it needed to be done. Then this past week, it was a lot of taking what the defense gave him, managing the game, not doing anything too fancy, but still there were some good throws. That 21-yard throw to Corey Davis, that first throw of the fourth quarter for Zach Wilson, he was able to find a way to play that Russell Wilson role where he didn't turn the ball over, he made smart decisions, and when he had to make a nice throw, he was able to do it. So I think that's really what you need to see from Zach Wilson. The statistics are very subjective. You can give me numbers on touchdowns and interceptions. I think you want to make sure that he's not turning the ball over a lot. That's certainly part of it. But really, it comes back to what I just said as far as being able to make plays when you need to make plays, being able to competently manage the game and make smart decisions. If he can show us that he's capable of that over the course of an entire season, you have to, in the back of your head, believe that he is very well on his way to being the franchise quarterback that this team hasn't had in a really long time. Hey, Scott, uh, Russell Wilson, when? (laughs) Okay, not Russell Wilson 2022. I'm talking about Russell Wilson 2012, 2013, when he was first getting going. Of course, but we've (laughs) talked about this, Kayla. It's that formula, right? I said this before the draft. I've said it many times. That's why I wanted the Jets to get somebody like Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, Kenneth Walker. You give that running back the ball 20 times a game, whether it's through the air 
or handing him the ball. You have Wilson throw the ball no more than, say, 25 times a game. And that's what you saw from the Jets on Sunday in the victory over the Miami Dolphins. And I think that's what Mike LaFleur really wants from this offense and really wants from Zach Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, I mean, you really covered the whole turning the ball over aspect of it. But I also think, too, like you've seen now two games in a row from the Jets where they've won back to back. The offenses look good. And two games in a row is still not a lot. Like Jets fans are not used to like that degree of like, hey, we can back ourselves up week after week. Like, that's great. Two games in a row was something they were striving for. And now they have to really make a genuine run. We're like, hey, we can string together several wins in a row. Um, and that being said, along those lines, I want to see consistency from Zach Wilson. That's what's going to convince me that he's a franchise quarterback. It's not these random flashy performances because, you know, Sam Darnold had one a season when he was playing for the Jets. Um, but I want to see some like strung together, consistent games where he's making those good decisions. It's not just those things in a vacuum. That's what's going to convince me. I mean, and that doesn't necessarily need to be a bunch of wins. I just want to see good decision making week after week, growing and learning from his mistakes and really being able to read the field. And like you said, not turn the ball over. Um, and like there's like Zach still is at a point where we have a really small sample size. Like there's still growing pains ahead. And all quarterbacks at every level of experience make mistakes. But I do want to see him string together consistent performances where you're like, hey, this guy I can trust is going to go out this week and perform. And it's not just a matter of like crossing your fingers and hoping this is like the one week out of six where you're going to get something that you want to see. So that's what's going to do it for me. As for Elijah Moore, um, I think that as long as he continues to do what he's been doing, at least for the most part, where every time he touches the ball, it's a pretty positive play. Um, I think that they're going to find ways to work him in. Um, and like you said, I mean, playing against defenses that aren't that great, like the Packers this week, that should open him up. And like we also talked about this last week, while we do want to see the ball in Elijah Moore's hands more, um, when you have an offense where there's a lot of offensive weapons, it can't go to every guy as much as you want to see them play. So, um, not, and that's certainly not to excuse that away because he, he should be touching the ball more. But if you have guys like Corey Davis that are getting open and having great games, like they might not be the future of this team, but they are there right now. And right now the goal is to advance down the field, get in the end zone. And so the guys that are going to make that happen are going to get the ball. Not saying that Elijah can't, but it's all about picking your spots and um, he's going to get it eventually. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. 
creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Earth to Adam. He says, I have a two-part question. The first is, which color Brees Hall jersey should I order? The second is, <laughs> what should I do with my hands? Which, of course, is a reference to Ricky Bobby in Talladega Nights. So first part of this, Brees Hall. I would go with the green jersey just because that's my preference. Everybody's going to go with a different answer there. And what should you do with your hands? Hopefully not what Draymond Green did with his hands as far <laughs> as it pertains to Jordan Poole because we don't want you to go to jail, Adam. Obviously, Draymond Green's not going to jail, but if you do what Draymond Green did, you will go to jail. So I don't know exactly what to do with your hands, but don't do that. Yeah, I'm also going to jump on that train. Um, don't do with your hands what Max Scherzer did in game one of the wild card series. <laughs> I would prefer to never see that again. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, hey, I think that the green jerseys look better on fans with like no pads and the black jerseys look better on the players. That's my take. Next question comes in from Jim D. He says, two questions. The run defense still doesn't look great. Do you think the Jets can stop the Packers rushing attack this weekend? Also, why does the Twitter world value PFF grades? Thanks. So first part of this, are the Jets going to be able to stop Aaron Jones and the Packers rushing attack? Probably not. <laughs> I wish I could give you a better <laughs> answer. I think he's probably going to have a really good game. He's been one of the best running backs in the league so far this year. I would imagine that Jeff Ulbrich and Robert Sala are going to try and put together a game plan that would mitigate the damage and at least make him less effective than Raheem Mostert was against the Jets this past week. But I think it's likely that he's going to do damage. It's just a matter of how much damage can the Jets keep him from doing so much damage that that combined with whatever Aaron Rodgers does is insurmountable. That's what I would tell you as far as Aaron Jones goes. I don't think they're going to stop him, but hopefully it doesn't get completely out of hand. As far as the PFF grades, what this really comes down to honestly is most people just don't have the time to watch every team and every player on every team in great detail. So what they end up doing is looking at the PFF grades as a loose guide for how a player played. A lot of times, unfortunately, those grades will lead you in the wrong direction. And that's why I look at them. And then if there's something I'm interested in, I'll go and try and find how the player played myself. If you want an example of how silly these PFF grades are and how subjective they are and how we don't know who's watching them or what they're even looking for, James Cook, the running back from the Bills, the rookie, the second rounder, Dalvin Cook's brother, had a higher PFF grade than Brees Hall this past week, even though Cook had 31 yards and a touchdown as 
opposed to Brees Hall, who had a touchdown and almost 200 all-purpose yards. How did they arrive at that conclusion? Who was the one watching? What was he watching for? I don't know the answer to any of those questions, but either way, a system that tells you that a guy that had 31 yards, as opposed to somebody who carried an entire offense to a win, is a very flawed system and should be taken with an enormous grain of salt. So that's what my problem is with the PFF grades, but I do understand why people look at them because as I said, generally people don't have the opportunity to look so closely at all these players, especially players that are on teams that you don't root for. Yeah, I also think that PFF is a great place to go for people who like to cherry pick the stats that like mean something to them. So it's like, oh yeah, well you think this guy's not that good? He plays the team I like and he's got this PFF grade. And it's an easy way for people to get sucked into it. Not saying that I don't think they're legit, but I certainly don't understand their system. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense to compare the G- the James Cook performance to the Brees Hall performance in my eyes. And as for Aaron Jones, uh, the Jets defense is not going to like going up against him, but my fantasy team is going to like him going up against the Jets run defense. <laughs> <laughs> Always a silver lining, Kayla. Always a silver lining. Of course. Next question comes in from Fergus OB1. He asks, have contract extension talks started with Quinn and Williams? If not, why not? What type of contract do you think will keep him a jet for life? Everybody knows that Quinn Williams has been a bit of a hot topic among Jets fans over the last couple of years. Very contentious. Some people believe that he's just not that good. He's, quote, another guy. Other people have pointed out the high-impact plays that he's made. This year, I have to side with Andy Vasquez, who said on the post-game report show the other day, if you don't appreciate what Quinn and Williams is doing this year, and you don't understand that he's becoming an elite player, then you're just not watching closely enough or don't understand the sport. And I'm truly not trying to be condescending, but the stats, the film, everything shows it this year. Up until now, he's been very good, but not great. He hasn't been good enough to justify the number three overall pick, at least through the first three years. If he had been, say, a mid-first round pick, you would have thought otherwise. But I think the issue is he's going to want top interior defensive lineman money. Until now, would he have justified the investment? Maybe not. But I think now you'd have to look at what he's doing. And if he keeps it up, that's an investment that you absolutely need to make. Keep your homegrown guy player that could be the linchpin of this defense for many many years to come how much money is it going to cost quite a bit if he keeps playing this well unfortunately but that's a positive because as much as it will pain the Jets to have to pay somebody this kind of money if he's finally blossomed into that dominant player they thought they were getting when they picked him at number three overall in 2019 that's a rich man's problem being able to pay good players it's a problem the Jets haven't had in a long time because they haven't had good players that they've had to pay so what it would take to keep him if he keeps playing like this look at what Leonard Williams got from the Giants and deals somewhere in that vicinity will he be a Jet for life that's a tricky one because as we've seen Kayla even the best players even legends a lot of times at the end of their career they want to hang on a little bit longer than the franchise can afford to pay them so they end up going somewhere else for a year or two. Nick Mangold played his entire career with the Jets. The Brickishaw Ferguson played his entire career with the Jets, but that's fairly rare. Yeah, and I think too it, it's getting increasingly more rare as like revolving doors get faster. Um and also with so many coaching changes across the league at like a very rapid rate, I feel like. Um but 
yeah, I mean, I would love to see Quinn and stay. I'm not one to be an expert on the contracts, the breakdown, the numbers that's going to take. But I think that what he brings on the field and the growth that he's exhibited like year after year is worth keeping around. I love watching the guy play. Um, and I would hope that he'd be a jet for life or at least as close as you come to it in this, in this era of constantly chasing the bigger contracts and um, teams that are always future facing. Next question comes in from Michael Parsons. He asks the AFC isn't looking as hot as we thought. Should Jets fans still temper expectations and be happy with competitive football in December or should fans be disappointed if the team doesn't make the playoffs this year? It's really too early for me to say that because at three and two right now, your imagination is running wild. But I want to see what this team looks like around Thanksgiving. If they're still in contention, then yeah, you should be disappointed if they don't make the playoffs because you've got to adjust your expectations based on what you're seeing. If, on the other hand, something happens and they lose a couple of games in a row and they start to come back down to earth and they've got a losing record in November, then your expectations should adjust in the other direction. I would say that we should come back to this conversation after Halloween, maybe around Thanksgiving, somewhere in between Halloween and Thanksgiving even. Right now, I would say just enjoy the football you're watching. Hope that by the time we get to that period between Halloween and Thanksgiving, that we're still in a spot where this is a question that could be asked. Yeah, I think if you look on a grand scale, like entering this season, like what would you have said week one? Like going into week one, would you have said, oh, I'll be disappointed if they don't make the playoffs? Like, sure, in a general sense, yes, you want your team to make the playoffs. But I think that you have to temp like temper the expectation based on what you're seeing out there, Scott, like you said, but also too, like the consecutive wins have been against the not very good Pittsburgh Steelers and Skylar Thompson playing quarterback for the Dolphins. So while the Jets have looked really good and like they're really making steps, like let's amp up the competition a little bit. Let's see what they can do against teams that are thought to have like a real shot at full strength. Cause at this point, I mean, the Jets have injuries on the offensive line. Um, they had Zach out in the beginning, but right now, I mean, in terms of skill positions and players you're looking to see, they're mostly healthy, like mostly. I would say aside from the offensive line at this point. And then, of course, like the linebackers, but that's kind of a separate um, separate issue of talent anyway. But so you're looking at this right now at three and two, and you're very optimistic. And I get that because, I mean, hey, I am too. I want to be. But let's get through another month, another two months, um, and see if they're looking competitive against the teams that have a real shot. Like let's let's play the Bills first, and and then we can talk about being disappointed about not making the playoffs because I think that it all depends on how it plays out. Like if if the Jets are are like significantly winning heading into December and then lose four in a row and miss the playoffs, then yeah, then you get to be disappointed. But I don't think that at this point where they stand, like. I mean, I love, uh, don't get me wrong. I love seeing the Jets at three and two and where they stand in the AFC and what the playoff scenario would be right now. But that is so many games away. That is like double digit amount of games away. So let, let's just see how far they can take this momentum. Um, are they going to click? Are they going to keep growing? Are they going to return players from injury that make them better? Like all of these things are factors. And are they going to keep the players that are playing well from getting injured? I mean, obviously there's not something... Literally, they can do about that. But is the season going to progress 
and guys dropping like flies. Like we, we just don't know any of that yet. So I think that um, at this point, yeah, like it's exciting to see like, okay, like it's the end of September and we're still very much in this, but you still got October, November, December before you can make those kind of decisions. That being said, I am going to be in Miami for week 17. So I'm, or week 18. Gosh, I forget how many weeks are even in the season anymore, but I will be there for the last game against Miami. And I'm very much hoping that it is a game that decides a playoff spot. Kayla doesn't know this yet, but she also bought me a ticket. So I'll be there too. (laughs) Appreciate it, Kayla. Thanks for giving me an early Christmas present. Thank you so much. The Queen, <laughs> Kayla Pace, thanks for coming on and answering mailbag questions with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out everything you're doing on social media and maybe go back and watch some old episodes of Coach and Kayla, season two of Coach and Kayla is going to be coming up before you know it, Kayla. It's going to be coming up before you know it. So people need to watch the old episodes before they can get caught up on the new ones in a few months. How can people check out what you're doing with the Connecticut Sun and follow you on social media? Yeah, so my personal pages, mostly Jets tweets, um, at KP underscore on underscore TV. And then if you're trying to check out some really cool social media content, whether you're into women's basketball or not, we're making some funny stuff, some creative stuff, some stuff that's really cool to look at. And, you know, I I do coach and Kayla. I am on camera a little bit there. So um, it's been a lot of fun. But at Connecticut Sun on all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, we're on everything. And uh, I got a very solid team that makes some very good stuff. So check it out. Check out everything Kale is doing with the Connecticut Sun. And of course, all her work with us at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some awesome All-22 breakdowns up, including a brand new one on the performance Brees Hall had against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. He breaks it down with all 22 film. You do not want to miss this one. As great as you already know Brees Hall's performance was, you can see it from a whole different vantage point watching the All-22. Luke has it for you on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Watch and subscribe. Also, visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt. The Zach Says Go Long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The Play Like a Jet logo shirt. Caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. For the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.